Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. Jason, here we are again. <laughs> How are things this week? Uh, things are going all right. I I've been working on my um, homework that I had had. I talked about it a couple weeks ago about watching some videos of my childhood. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been a challenge it's been a real challenge i've watched uh a couple of them i started off with some safe ones yeah you know um the vcr or okay so i went to go do it the vcr didn't work so that safe. was like yeah right. <laughs> that, that was my karma like saying you really want to do this or what like so I tried to figure out whether it was the VCR, whether it was something I was doing, you know, because obviously if it's not working, I'm going to look for self-sabotage first. Right. Because that's the way that I roll um, before I blame it on everything else that it could be. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so I went and I got a different cord Mm -hmm. and it was the cord. I, we haven't, like I said, we haven't had a VCR in forever. I haven't had something that didn't use an HDMI cord in forever. Right. So I had this really, really old RCA cord, which is like the, you know, the yellow, red, and white one. Yep. Um, and that was, it It was just a bad cord. I don't know. I guess they go bad over time. I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all obsolete anyway. This <clears throat> new one, um, which is stupid because it's like, you know how they're usually like little tiny wires. Mm-hmm. Well, this one's like huge wires. It's like a cable <laughs> wire instead of like a headphone wire. Like, oh wow. Oh yeah, and it's three of them. Like yeah, so it's stupid. So I got that. Um, and I got it all hooked up, and I got my headphones on, and I figured I'd start with something simple, mm-hmm. right? So there was this one tape that I knew my father wouldn't be on. Okay. So I started off with that one. But holy shit, my mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... I one of them was this this play that we did in elementary school. Mm-hmm. It was like this little play about the the state, right? Yeah. And all our all the things we had learned, right? So I remember feeling like really alone 
and exposed at that particular event. Yeah. Right? So I'm watching it and I'm thinking, why do I feel that way? Like everybody goes up and they're with a group, you know, like a group of kids go up and do something, a group of kids go up and do something, a group of kids go up and do something. And this was mostly orchestrated by my mother. Okay. Volunteered to, you know, come and help and make costumes and do all this stuff. right? Right. So the good PTA mom. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it all comes to kind of an end and I'm in the last group, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm, I'm up there doing my little part and there's three other people up there doing their little parts and okay. You know, it like, it's weird that I felt that exposed, you know what I mean? Cause right. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, all right, well, Huh, okay. I remember it very differently. You know, I remember being by myself, like, and just having everyone looking at me. You know what I mean? So, that portion ends, right? The four of us or three of us say our little, you know, three or four lines that we've memorized. Right. And then they join for the national anthem. Mm Mm-hmm. Well... At the very end, these other kids walk off the stage, and I had to stand in the middle of the stage holding flags while everyone sang the national anthem. Right. No wonder I felt so exposed. I mean, everyone in the school is literally looking at me. Yeah. Like, singing this stupid song. Half of them are probably giggling through. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I wondered when the when the the shoe was going to drop per se because yeah, like, there had to have been and, something there. And that's so there was that. So then, the the next one goes to um, another event, mm-hmm. and again, I get put in the same situation where it's just me. Yeah, all by myself. Yeah. I'm on this enormous stage and there's probably um I don't know, five hundred people looking at me. Yeah. Oh my god. And And how old were you? I'm having to sing this song. Oh gosh. Oh, I was probably I think I was probably nine. Okay. Nine, ten okay. years old. Yeah. So just in that age where, like, I probably didn't want to stand out all that much. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it just, it was in, in hearing, like, I heard a lot of her, you know, in those mm-hmm. from behind the video camera. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot of, like, do this, do that, do this, do that, do oh, this, do that, you know. Um and it was just it it was it was so enlightening to see how much of a puppet you, you were know, yeah I was expected to be so that was that was a bit more emotional than i thought it was going to be yeah so i <clears throat> then went to another one um that i knew would be 
kind of a touch and go when it came to seeing the image of my dad. Yeah. Because he was there, but he really wasn't there. He was only there for a very short time. Now, did you do I just did you do all these in one session? No. Oh, oh good. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm no. I can feel so this the building. first one, the first one that I've discussed, that was my first session. Mhm. So the second time I I look at this other one and this other one has, you know, these these real quick kind of glimpses of him and then he goes away. Um But what stood out in that again was a lot of that like you know um we were someplace stupid and there was an outhouse okay okay and i'm off just doing my thing exploring nature and you know the whole time on that video probably for at least a minute and a half straight is just my mother saying Go stand in front of the outhouse. Oh, my God. name. Go stand in front of the outhouse. Go right. stand. And it's like just over and over and over. Uh. And it's so crazy, like how obsessed she was on having everyone else do what she wanted them to do. Yeah. Like, because I eventually, I think it ends up being my brother that goes and does it. But it was just nonstop, like over and over again. Until somebody. <laughs> Until somebody did it. Took the cue. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. And so it brought up a lot more mother stuff, honestly, than it did stuff with my father. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of feeling like, you know, oh, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah. So the next session I go to is the tape that I was most worried about. And this is one that I filmed. Oh, wow. So there was one Christmas season where I got a hold of the video camera somehow. Mm-hmm. And they let me, like, film things, right? So it's a little bit of, like, me... And it's a little bit of what's going on, you yeah. know, and it's the most exposing one, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, an event. It's not, it's just around the house. It's just family. It's yeah. just, yeah. yeah. And just me. Yeah. And that one was hard. That one was super hard. That one was really hard. And one of the hardest parts of it was not... It, it, I expected it to be seeing my father mm-hmm. and having that fear of what that would look like. Yeah. And it wasn't that at all. It was the anger around how normal he looked. Oh, I wow. wouldn't have been able to tell you if I had looked at that objectively. Yeah. What type of person he really was. He was so good at it so good at masking that when he wasn't alone right so that was an interesting kind of reaction for me because i went from being afraid to being very angry yeah yeah Um, and and just kind of 
coming around to that realization of what other people were seeing yeah as opposed to what i was experiencing if that makes sense no that makes i mean that makes a lot of sense um it it was for me and i didn't have obviously have quite the experiences you did by any stretch but that dichotomy of having that yeah um and then seeing my father the normal versus not normal yeah absolutely and and i didn't we didn't have videos um I, i took some videos the year before my father passed um just so that we could have you know but my father was a different person then too yeah you know very probably um but we have lots of pictures and each one of those pictures has a memory you know and i I remember all of those and and my father was so good at at playing and getting us to play those perfect spaces that even his own family didn't realize that we were being you know how fucked everything was yeah absolutely so i mean not quite the same circumstance but definitely i understand well it is the same circumstance i mean the severity of it i think isn't as important as the feelings attached that's true you know what i mean yeah yeah and it sounds like similar feelings very much so so was it difficult or like how did you react i'm not even gonna ask if it was difficult i know it was but how did you react like when you like you heard him and then also like your mother like you heard your mother's voice because like your mother's voice i yeah i got more angry about that than i expected to yeah i expected to feel afraid and i felt anger instead i felt that righteous kind of anger yeah so that felt good um and i'm not sure how i feel yet about the father stuff i'm not not sure yet in some ways a lot of that is just like validating why everybody didn't see it right and that's there's a very there's a a lot of helplessness in that still yeah yeah because it it, now you get to see and, and as an adult you know right that right when you were younger i'm i i I th- we've kind of talked about this, but when you were younger, did you must have gone through s- lots of spaces where, like, why isn't anybody understanding? Why doesn't anybody know this is going on? Right? Why doesn't anybody ever see this? Um, no. I went through that afterwards. So mm-hmm. I went through that probably um, maybe from, like, 16 on. Yeah. So when we left the situation, I was 13. Um, or no, when we left the situation, I was 14. And then we had a couple of years where I just, it just didn't exist. Like, I got to live my life now. I'm away from that. You know, I'm just, it's like it just never happened. And then an event happened when I was 16 that caused a lot of it to kind of come up. Yeah. Um, And from that point forward, I got very jaded about why didn't people do something. Right. right? But prior to that, um, in the situation, because of the... um, because of the conditioning that happens and the the uh, psychological parts of the abuse, it wasn't... I was in it, 
not outside of it. Right. So you never even sense. thought that at so that point in time. So my survival was really playing this role. Yep. Um, and that's another thing that I was able to see in that last video was the role that I was playing. And there were some memories related to, you know, how I learned that role kind yep. of a thing. Um, and I know I'm being vague, but it's I'm not at a place yet where I'm really ready to, to delve into it. Yeah, so it's absolutely. still very fresh for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting... I, I On the one hand, I envy you that you have like those tools available to you and i think i said that before when we we were talking about it before but i do not envy you the the task of going through those yeah you know and revisiting that stuff yeah it it's it's nice to know that it's all within my control yes do you know what i mean i can stop the video i can start the video and that was one thing that i had to work on through the process honestly is like giving myself permission to not see it all at once oh you know what i mean and to take a little bit of it in and then regulate and take a little bit of it in and then regulate and then you know what i mean like it it knowing that it throws me into a negative place is important and using that knowledge to then validate my current situation is the tool i think yeah that i'm using the most and i you know you bring that up and and i don't necessarily know i would have thought of that either because i i you know i, I think that for most of us yeah when we're working on any of this we we don't give ourselves permission to stop in the middle you know right to walk away for whether it's five minutes or five days you know yeah um and allowing ourselves to to regulate that piece to really get to be an okay space to want to revisit again or to to feel like we're safe enough to revisit it again yeah you know yeah so that's 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 a good piece of advice that i think that i need (laughs) you know going through some of this stuff too but Yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's it's definitely it's like doing it in a lab instead of doing it in real life you know what right. I mean? that kind of a thing where you you're creating a situation of learning which includes you know failure and which includes experimenting and which includes negative experiences you know right um so yeah i kind of look at it that way yeah that helps and you know the truth is is you've already gone through all of this once so you know why, yeah, right. why? i survived it once <laughs> right you don't you don't have to go through at that same pace again you get to control that's one of the nice things about being an adult and going through some of this stuff is you yeah. get to control it all yeah you know, yeah intake. as long as you're using that adult brain yep yeah oh god yeah instead of getting stuck in the little little right. kid piece yep yeah well cool so what's been going on for you? Uh, I, you know, I, okay, I just have a funny story. <laughs> it's good. I could use is, one right now. Right. So um, I do, you know, I, we, we know I do the selling on eBay. So I like glassware. I love yeah. glassware. Glassware is my favorite piece. I just, it's elegant. It's beautiful. And that's predominantly what I, I have up on my, on my 
store and I ship a lot of it and I'm really good at packaging it. Yeah. But one of the things that every like every group that I have been part of has always advocated for is what they call box in box. Okay. So if I have like a delicate piece of glassware, like a delicate bowl, I would pack that into a small box very well and then put that box into a bigger box, right? I don't do this. And never in the last year and a half, two years, has, has anything broken. Yeah. This week... I got my first return request or a Aww. refund request. Yeah. But this is the irony of the ironies, okay? So it's not for glass. Oh. I sent out two solid brass bookends. <laughs> wow. I shit you not. And they were dolphins. And he showed me pictures. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I've never had this happen. And so we're kind of laughing about it, he and I, which is great. Um, but one of the fins broke clean off. And it was like a solid, you know, a solid uh, brass oh, piece. Yeah. But then he showed me the box. And the box had somehow been through hell and back on its lips. I mean, it was like mangled wow. beyond all belief. Luckily, I actually have another set of those. I bought two of them at the same time, and I'm going to send him out the other ones. And uh, he was he was completely understanding, but now my like my earth is shattered because I'm like, well, if it's going to break, why wouldn't it have been a piece of glass that I have sent out and not right, like, right? Know? Or or I mean, is there anything the is the carrier not responsible at all for well, the condition of the box? Yes. I mean... So, um, so yeah, we're we're gonna work on that and uh, and the uh, the postal service because it went through postal. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna file a claim with them and uh, for lost pro- uh, for lost revenue or something yeah, like that. You yeah, know. Yeah. And and I'll get a refund. You know, for all of that. But Good. you know, and, and I'm like, shit. I'm so sorry, man. You know, it's like yeah. to 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 get something that you're really excited about and then all of a sudden have it be broken, and have it be a solid brass piece that you should feel should not be broken under yeah, any circumstances. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> It almost makes you wonder if it was, like, glued on really well, you know, or or if it had been damaged in another way, and then... Oh, you mean beforehand? Yeah, and maybe something that you wouldn't have even noticed, you know, maybe they remelted it in or something like that. I mean, I guess it's possible, but they are, you know, they're they're solid. I mean, like, I... I I I just can't imagine anything that would break it. I I, can imagine it bending, but I can't imagine anything breaking yep. it off i have no idea other than like an already damaged piece of yeah 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 no i don't i mean i'm, I'm generally pretty good about going over everything like that because you know you, you well i'm not done. suggesting that you no no something at but oh what i'm saying gosh. is like is that oh, okay i get <laughs> i get what i'm rubbing on now right okay, right right i, I am a perfectionist now. damn yeah. it i definitely yeah. made sure it was fine um so the fault had to have been mine. Actually, the fault was the UPS, USPS. But yeah, no, I can't. It was the only delicate piece of the piece, too. So, you know. But still, brass. I know, right? You don't expect it to snap. Nope. You'd expect it to, to bend. bend. Yep. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was hysterical, you know. I'm You're so, blowing my mind right now. I, I know, I'm trying, right? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what could they have done to it right and how bad did the box look um the the box was all but opened 
Uh, yeah, we I'll, should throw I'll put some pictures of this on the Facebook. Right, page. I, I actually, yeah, I'll, I'll send, I'll send the pictures um, to you. We can put them up on the Facebook page because, yeah, it was, you know, I've, I've put out hundreds of glass pieces. Yeah, never had a problem. But a brass piece. But a brass piece. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank goodness you had another backup pair. Yeah, I mean, the, the worst that would happen is I would have just given him his refund. But you know, now I get to like kind of make somebody's day too because well where did they did you get them like at a a goodwill or something yeah and they had two sets of them they had two sets of them and they were like they were pretty inexpensive to begin with and they um they they were half off so i grabbed both of them because why not at the time they were going for like 60 70 dollars a piece um they've gone down in price and he bought them when i think he spent like 30 dollars on them you know which is still it's still nice money yeah exactly so um wow (laughs) yeah wow the broken brass dolphin yeah broken brass dolphin you must investigate this (laughs) which which fin broke the top one yep yep yeah, because that's the only the thing that's... The dorsal fin. The dorsal fin was the only thing that was sticking up out of the, like, off of the off of the bookend at all. Yeah, so yeah. it didn't have, like, flapper flippers out. Flippers, no. There. No, those are all part of, the, like, Tail. the solid piece. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, yeah. Wow, well, you broke brass. I broke brass. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to cover a very difficult conversation for me, I think, uh, one that's near and dear to my heart. Um, we're going to talk about religious and spiritual trauma. Okay. Um, that's right, because that came up for you recently. Yeah, yeah, and it's been coming up more and more for me. Um, so a little background, and, and we covered this, you know, way back in the beginning parts of the podcast, but um, I was raised very strict Catholic very strict very strict catholic and uh, i know that we've talked about spiritual bypassing a bit and so my mother specifically is uh, is a victim of a lot of that so that made the spiritual trauma that much worse yeah um so some of the things that for me have have been part of my um personal struggle is things like if you have sex you are going to go to hell but it's not just sex it is if you look at a woman yeah uh you know as any right you know you know i'm not allowed yeah. to be attracted to anybody you know when this was taught to me i was taught this very young so, so you're married to them how does that work yeah i know exactly <laughs> right you know the only per- point of sex was to have children and you know so uh if I were to, to drive by somebody on the street that I found very attractive, yeah. I'm going to hell for that. It's akin to raping them. Yeah. Is, you know, so these are some of the things that I have internalized. Wow. Uh, this is one of the things that I've internalized. Wow. Akin to raping them. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And uh, there, there's a... there's a, a Sounds like somebody had body issues and e- sex negativity issues. Yeah. Well, and, and so, you know, I... 
poor Jesus. I was thinking about that specifically. Yeah. Um, when I, so I have body issues, obviously. Um, I say obviously, but obviously. Uh, and, and, and when I said that, I was talking about your mom. I just want to put that right, out there. So. Right. Well, and this is, this is where I'm going with this. So I had, I was thinking about that and I was learning, I was thinking about where that came from. Yeah. And so a lot of what I was taught in general conversation was things like, you know, we covered ourselves up, you know, Adam and Eve, that was the first thing that they did. They had shame and it was, you know, yeah, the, body their, the body was not okay. Um, and then of course my mother also hated her body and I went back into uh, a childhood memory where I was like, you know, I learned that shame yeah. from my mother yeah. who hated her body. But then at the same time, was also um it it was also i don't even know where this the the <laughs> cognitive dissonance right right so uh at the same time my mother actually uh washed us until we were fairly old you yeah. know uh, too old for that to be a thing you wow. know okay. so you know there were a lot of a lot of these mixed messages that came along with that yeah um when I was younger, I'm a, I'm a, a sensitive, I, I could feel things and see things. And from like the other side of, 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 you know, like people talk about ghosts and spirits and whatnot. And I had all of these thoughts and I was told by various priests that these were sinful and these were the devil and these were, you know, so core pieces of who I am yeah. were, were, uh, villainized, you know, was, was, you know, sinful, sinful, very, very sinful. Sin was always a very big thing for me. And, and, um, being, uh, being wrong, there's a lot of black and white and that was a lot of where that comes from. Yeah. So that for me is my personal stuff, but we hear stories on a regular basis and I don't know that they're, <clears throat> I think it's getting better. I really do think it's getting better, but I don't know. Yeah. But you hear stories of uh, women who are in abusive relationships and they're like, well, I, I, I want to get out of this relationship. So they go and speak to their um, spiritual advisor and the spiritual advisor says, well, you know, once you're married, you're married. This right. is the way it is. You know, you need to you gotta make it work. You need to honor your, fa your, your, your husband. You know, you need to, you know, that's yeah. a thing. Or um, one and of the they other... end up dead a month from them from it, their partner killing them exactly yeah. you know so um, we since we did talk about the spiritual bypassing and 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 now the spiritual um, uh, trauma there is so much of that that goes hand in hand um, because we're taught that to think differently. Um, to think, uh, to, to feel differently or to, um, not deny our basic biological instincts. Yeah. Um, all of that is sinful. And for those of us who internalize that, um, it, it creates this space where we no longer know what is right and what is wrong truthfully. Right. And then on top of it, that, it's magical thinking. It well, it is magical thinking. It's magical <clears throat> thinking, which as a kid, magical thinking and thinking are not really differentiated. Right. You know what I mean? As a kid, 
you're going to hell means that you know if you fall asleep at night and you don't wake up again you're gonna be burning or oh yeah or with you know evil creatures or you know and and that's for a kid that's a reality yeah and i think sometimes when because i i okay so i think for from what i know about you Mm -hmm. i think this is true of you as well is that as you grow up that magical thinking starts to fade away but there are certain little pockets where it doesn't yeah and it gets mixed with your current cognitive thinking yeah as opposed to that fantasy type thinking and that's what I'm, it's almost like is that what i'm hearing is yeah that you've got these couple of areas so it sounds like sexuality obviously and yeah. body um are just kind of you got stuck there yeah those are the two major ones for myself yeah. you know and 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 the ones that have had the hardest time to get through to to heal as it were i mean a lot of the others aren't really necessarily as big of a deal for me although i did run from catholicism way over into metaphysical you know new age right. stuff and then experienced my own bypassing that way yeah you know yeah. Uh, until that, until, you know, just recently where I've started to, I say just recently, but it's been, you know, a, a little while, but not, not for most of my life, yeah, yeah. um, you know, have been going through that, that mindset. Um, but the, the, the trauma level, um, which, so trauma is, is defined as, as an experience that creates a, um, a habit or a or a a dysfunction in your behavior yeah that yeah. that that interrupts your life yeah you know and so these two pieces specifically have the biggest disruption in my life yeah you yeah. know and it's it's huge um yeah i mean there there's a reason we talk about your mom and not your wife right right <laughs> exactly exactly you know and you know we were taught that everything had to be a very specific way. Um, And I think that the, in my case, it's the Bible. But any holy writ that per se is being used will often be blown into a, um, almost out of proportion. Okay. You know, and and I see that anybody that I've, any, any story that I've heard about, um, spiritual trauma or religious trauma has generally come from that for the light stuff. And I, and I don't want to say light, but I want to say for the, you know, for the overall, it's, it's very difficult for me to say, it's like, I'm not being, I was not sexually molested by a priest, which is also spiritual trauma, religious trauma, you know, is that, is that considered religious that, trauma? That, that is, um, depending on how you deal with it, that is considered huh. part okay. of that, that piece anytime yeah. that you um experience because they were using their spirituality against right yeah and it's god's power and control this yeah. is god's yeah. will you know any of the cult practices that we hear about you know this yeah. is it's god's will that this happens yeah um you know i 
those are very physical and very visceral experiences. And as a child, my other, you know, these other pieces were very visceral experiences, but now yeah. they've just gotten into this um, almost... Uh, it, it's cognitive, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really think that I'm going to go to hell, but there's this piece of me that goes, what if? Yeah. You know, what if? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to to get beyond that. And, and that's one of the things that my therapist and I are now working on, specifically within... Um, specifically within the realm of relationships, but yeah. it has stopped every single one of them. When I was 14, I had a girlfriend, but I couldn't, you know, it was very, it was scary. It yeah. was absolutely scary to be getting these like two different sets of messages, you know? Absolutely. Um, so absolutely. that's kind of my piece with this. Um, I don't know. I know that nowadays there there is a lot more understanding or at least awareness that this is going on. Yeah. Um, but it's important, I guess, for me that people know that not only can this come from, you know, your whatever religion you practice, you know, and your religious leaders, but also your parents, you oh, know, yeah. and Absolutely. that's a big piece of it, too. Yeah, and I mean, it, it feels like a lot of times the more um, the more religion is a focus in the family, the more it can be used against the family, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you think of, you know, these... Think of any hyper-religious family that's made themselves known and try to see if you can think of one that hasn't had a train wreck afterwards. You know right. I mean? Right. Like that stupid... What was that show that was the on? The Duggars? Cover? Yeah, yeah. It was like 15 and counting or yeah. something stupid like that. You know, and their kids are abusing each other. Yeah. Like... And all in therapy. Some yeah, of them now, I mean, the ones that skip, but older. I I think religion and faith have played a huge part in my life, and have in a lot of ways saved me. But I also don't see religion and faith as concrete yeah. as some people do. And it feels like the more black and white your thinking is around anything, the more dysfunction you're going to have. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost... Uh, it, in this in the later stages of my life, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's almost like I, I've come to realize that if there's black and white thinking, the person is still very juvenile in that area. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't... It, it For me, I use it a lot of times to avoid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing how narrow this is. We're not going to go there. You right. know what I mean? Um, and I feel like as I have evolved as a person, that black and white for me has become much less present 
and even in areas where I never thought it would be. You know, I always thought that I would think that people that abuse children were evil or whatever. Yeah. You know, and now through education and um, experience, you know, I, I understand that better. And I don't have that feeling about it now. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that I think for me was the biggest sort of black and white. I'm sure there are other ones that I'm just not aware of. I mean, I think we all have things we're not aware of. But, <clears throat> yeah, I think the more black and white someone's thinking is the more aware we can be that it's it's pretty young thinking you know well and that really is it's something that that i speak about with different people on a on you know a day almost a daily basis is you know when we're talking about um progress and and growing and maturing as as children children think in concrete measure yeah you know everything is black and white as a child and yeah. it you can try to um introduce them to shades of gray and and different colors but in all truthfulness everything is either right or wrong because of the way that their their brain is developing at that time so yeah. something simple as saying you know um don't walk around naked can can form into like my brain and say well be ashamed of your body right you know and and your body is dirty and nasty and horrible and whatever it is you know right um so that's that's generally a very but let me wash it <clears throat> but let you right, right yeah that was you know <laughs> that definitely did not help my situation in any way no, shape or form no i mean that's if you feel that it was past the time it should have stopped then that says something about how you probably felt in that moment yeah no and and i can i can definitely go back to that and that specifically wasn't i mean that's tied into the religious trauma but it's you know that part of it was definitely something else yeah um but yeah no the the embarrassment that that goes along with it and we've talked about shame in the past and the healthy shame versus the unhealthy shame yeah and um most of what I'm finding for myself is that the the unhealthy shame, the religion was used to promote the unhealthy shame. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And that has been the problem. Absolutely. You know? And that's the stuff that sticks with me. Well, and I mean, looking at your your situation, you got to wonder, like... How many generations of family went through with, you know, the a nine-year-old's perspective of life? Right. You know what I mean? I do. Like, I mean, you, you talk about your mother as being this great person to have conversations with at times, but in a lot of ways, you know, the foundation of a lot of those perspectives are in this very juvenile state. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I think as you are developing, it seems like you're becoming more comfortable with who you are in relationship to yourself versus your mother. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep. You know what I mean? I think in a lot of ways, you've always kind of compared yourself to your mother and 
hopefully as you go through this process, you'll be able to realize that in a lot of ways, you're probably more grown up than your mom. Yeah. I mean, I, I compare myself to my mother because, and we've talked about this, you know, she, she made the comparison for me, you know? Um, and, and it was done under a religious guise, you know, God, God must've not made a mistake with me because he made you, you know? Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's doubly or, or more of an issue. I, I just realized this as we were talking, you know, one of the things that I have such an issue with are like born again. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times it's used for born again, Christian, but it could be born again, anything, you know? And, uh, my mother was definitely, she was, she was raised Catholic, but, but Catholicism saved her life. Yeah. And therefore it was the end all be all right at the end of that, you know? Um, and that's, that's again, another one of those, scary moments where I sit there and, you know, I cannot have certain conversations with my mother because if it, if it causes too much, you know, um, tension in her own belief system, dissonance in her own belief system, then yes, I know like we're, we're, it's all right there. The dissonance in her own belief system, then she, she will shut down. She, yeah, it's too big for her. It's, you know, she goes into fight or flight, usually fight because that's the way that our family tends to communicate when we're uncomfortable um into that sympathetic into that sympathetic system system. yeah yeah yeah. and so those are the moments where where we generally have to walk away yeah you know from those conversations but i you know on the other side of things too my my sister tried to raise my niece and nephew uh without a religion yeah and that also did not work well Oh really? Yeah, yeah. What happened? Like, tell um, me more about that. I'm, I'm. Interested. Right. Well, this is this is. I think. Okay. So, I think that this is indicative of what we're seeing a lot of. Actually, um, we hear about a lot of uh religions saying that they're they're all of a sudden not getting as many people as they once were there are not a lot oh, of yeah. people being called to faith and so this is what what happened with my sister my sister did not have the same relationship with religion because she didn't have the same re- relationship with my mother yeah as i did so she was a lot less um put off by it yeah and but she thought that it would be a good idea both her and her husband and her husband uh followed a um almost like an egyptian pagan religion for a while and they both decided that they were going to raise their children without any true religious you know leanings whatnot so my my niece is she believes that there's something out there and so she's she's developing a spirituality of her own which is wonderful my nephew on the other hand feels like god doesn't exist and anybody who um has this religious bent is is foolish now some of that he's atheist he's an atheist okay but when he was younger specifically he was not um, he, it was almost an anger, you know what I mean? So I don't necessarily feel that this is potentially abusive, but I do believe that it, it somehow denies a person the potential yeah. for a spiritual 
growth. So he has become concrete, you know, like everything is the physical world and so yeah. on and so forth. And and I don't know where that that comes from because I mean my sister doing well, it. Can can we pause for yeah, a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Why is that not okay? I, I'm not saying it's not okay. I'm not saying it's not okay. Okay. What I'm saying is he was never given the option. And I think that I, for me, my perception is I would have liked to have been given the option. And so therefore I think He was never given what option? um, The option for uh, a religious or spiritual leaning versus a non-religious spiritual leaning. So was his sister? Um, No. Uh, Except for, except for my grandmother. I mean, her grandmother, my mother. Okay. Um, and my 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 niece fell right into you know like um, they connected. Yeah, they connected through that. Okay. You know where where my nephew but did not. Your nephew has had similar access to her, right? Uh, my nephew, I think, re- reacted like I did because my mother would try to throw it, shove it down his throat because he would resist. Okay. You know. All right. Okay. Right. I, the, I, I'm not seeing where one of them didn't... I mean, I'm, I, I'm seeing that they both came out with their own experiences and beliefs. Yeah. Which is ideal. Yeah, no, and, and I, that's, that's... Hmm. Yeah. I don't necessarily... Because I, I don't feel that it's a problem for either one of them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um. But you, ide- you uh, but I did identify yeah, it as a problem. Yeah, there's something in you that doesn't think it's okay that you're. I don't your know. Nephew's place. Now I'm gonna have to. I, I I have to really think about that. But I I don't know what that is. And and maybe it's my experiences with him. Yeah. Uh, per se. Um, well, you're you're a spiritual person. I am. So for him to not be able to relate to you in that way probably feels uncomfortable. It does to a certain effect. Um, I think my issue comes from a point. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there because I, I, no, I don't well, know. Right, yeah. Let's look at this. Um, so I think my issue comes from a point because when he was younger, he he... Um, identified completely with his father and his father kept his his spirituality very private and never taught him that he did have a spirituality. So in the trying to be like his father, and he had said, well, God doesn't exist because, you know, daddy doesn't think it exists. And I think that that is kind of where I'm going with that. Like both sides are still a belief system that has been brought to the child do you know what i mean in in accordance in in the way that he was he wanted to be so like his father that he adopted that whereas like when i wanted to be so like my mother that for the longest time i mean i was an altar boy i was an organist i was a blah 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 you know and i i wonder i guess i'm wondering if that really is well okay so in your in your family, right? If you didn't want to be all of those things, was that okay? No. Yes. A little of both. You know, it, it, there was a line. 
Like I was an overachiever because I wanted the, right. the attention. So, so all of those things. So if you were not an active participant, we'll just put it like that. Yeah. Would then that, that have been a problem? Absolutely not. Okay. So I mean, no, would it have been a problem? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So it would be. It would have been a problem had you not been an active participant. Yeah. If your nephew had not been an active participant in not believing in things, would he have been chastised or ridiculed or had negative experiences from that? I don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe so. So that is the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. I mean, you followed your path and your life right. led to one place. And it sounds like he followed one path and his life led to another place. Yeah. But the the reason why I'm kind of delving into this is I've experienced it. My oldest is an atheist. Okay. He does not believe that there's anything beyond what we know. Okay. Um, and for me, I mean, I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person. Right. And that was hard at first, but I have raised kids to be an expression of who they are and not who I am. So that's just part of it. Yeah. You know, whether I want it to be or not. I still accept him for who he is. Yeah. You know, I still talk about how I feel. You know, my two youngest are very spiritual kids. You know, very spiritual. But my oldest isn't. And it's just the... it It's his path. Right. Um, but I don't... Uh, I don't think it's anything right or wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm not hearing anything about your nephew that that sounds like it was wrong. You nope. know what I mean? It, Just that's who he's yeah. decided to be. Yeah. No, as we talked about it, I realized that I'm projecting. Yeah. And it was really just a projection. Yeah. You know? Because he seems, I mean, he's a he's a, a wonderful, you know, young man. I mean, there's no person. reason to think. Yeah, yeah, he is. He very much is. So it, it's the projection, which is, again, a very interesting part of of that trauma that I've dealt with that I would never have thought of, Yeah, you know, that I'm starting to learn about, you know, is that projection piece because he wasn't given a real choice in my mind. Yeah, because he, he followed his father's footsteps and and or the perception of his father's footsteps and i yeah. was so ingrained with my mother's that's i i was projecting yeah so yeah no yeah i mean his in you know his his i'm sure at some point that must have come up you know that his father had other beliefs if it's never come up then again it wouldn't lean him one way or the other right do you know right. what I mean? Like, yep. um, but who knows? I mean, I, I don't know the family well enough, but right. at this point, you know, you'd think that it would have come up at some point. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it did when he was older. Um, he made a comment and he had to be set straight that this was, this was the way that this was, yeah. that his father actually did have a spirituality of his own. 
Yeah. Um, and then he was able to choose his own path. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Good on her. Jeez, that's great. Okay, so all this time I'm thinking, geez, you know, my, my niece and nephew were not necessarily any better off for not having religion than I was. Yeah. But, yeah, they were. It sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they've been able to make their own decisions and what resonates well for them. Yeah. You know, which hopefully will translate later in life to doing the same things. Yeah, for their children. Yeah. And what a wonderful world that would be. Right. I'm just saying. That's that's my right? personal. I mean, you're just born and you're not told what to be. You're just yeah nurtured into whatever you are. Yeah. Given the experiences available to you. Yeah. You know, that's. I think that that is a lot of what we're we're running away from, like the spiritual trauma, or not the spiritual trauma, but the the religious trauma. I keep calling it spiritual trauma too, because like. I was beaten with spirituality, yeah. you know, as oh, well as absolutely. as well as the religion. Absolutely, but there wasn't. I don't think there was a a difference. N- no, you know, no. I think they were synonymous. Yeah, and I think that I mean, for me, that that probably would be a third other piece for me as well. Is you know, not being able to to evolve within my own spiritual belief in my own personal relationship with the divine unless it you know was in the box <coughs> right yeah right unless it was in accordance to god's right. will upon the earth set by my mother <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> the enforcer of god's will oh god oh god was that gabriel was gabriel the enforcer of god no michael michael, michael. The, she's the michael of earth michael the archangel yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so your mother's an angel. My, oh, God. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Did you have any more? No. I was it. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling, T-H-R-O-U, 2 Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.